Welcome back to the Wise Man's Page, the daily podcast where we read Patrick Rothfuss's The Wise Man's Fear, page by page. This is page 549. What about laughing? I asked. I have seen you laugh. I made a ha-ha sound so he knew what I was talking about. He shrugged. Laughing is. I waited a moment, but he didn't seem inclined to continue. I tried again. Why not laugh with hands? Tempe shook his head. No. Life is different. He stepped close and used two fingers to tap my chest over my heart. Smile? He ran his finger down my left arm. Angry? He tapped my heart again. He made a scared expression, a confused one, and poked his lip out in a ridiculous pout. Each time, he tapped my chest. But laugh. He pressed the flat of his hand against my stomach. Here lives laugh. He ran his fingers straight up to my mouth and spread his fingers. Pushback laugh is not good, not healthy. Also cry, I asked. I traced an imaginary tear down my cheek with one finger. Also cry. He put his hand on his own belly. Ha ha ha, he said, pressing in with his hand to show me the motion of his stomach. Then his expression changed to sad. Ha ha ha, he heaved with exaggerated sobs, pressing his stomach again. Same place, not healthy to push down. I nodded slowly, trying to imagine what it must be like for Tempe, constantly assaulted by people too rude to keep their expressions to themselves, people whose hands constantly made gestures that were nonsense. It must be very hard for you out here. Not so hard. Understatement. When I leave Edemra, I know this. Not civilization. Barbarians are rude. Barbarians? He made a wide gesture, encompassing our clearing, the forest, all of Vintus. Everyone here like dogs. He made a grotesquely exaggerated expression of rage, showing all his teeth, snarling and rolling his eyes madly. That is all you know. He shrugged nonchalant acceptance, as if to say he didn't hold it against us. What of children? I asked. Children smile before they talk. Is that wrong? Tempe shook his head. Old children barbarians. All smile with face. Old children rude. But they go old. Watch. Learn. He paused thoughtfully, choosing his words. Barbarians have no woman to teach them civilization. Barbarians cannot learn. I could tell he didn't mean any offense, but it made me more determined than ever to learn the particulars of the Adam hand talk. Tempe stood and began limbering up with a number of stretches similar to the end of the page. I'm Jeremy. I'm Jordana. I'm Nick. I would just like to state that children are barbarians. Fact, true. Children are totally barbarians. 100% true. (laughs) I love them. They're adorable, but they are barbarians. (laughs) Well, children, uh, to use an antiquated paradigm, children are pure id, right? Like, especially like babies and toddlers. They don't know civilization. They don't know what's rude and what's not. They just know like, what they want, what they feel, you know, they're, they're, they're all desire and emotion. And you have, you know, you learn as a kid by watching the society around you, like what is acceptable and what isn't. Uh, so that makes complete sense to me that like the Adam don't hold it against kids that they don't know how to not be rude because no kid knows how to not be rude without being taught. It's, it reminds me of the saying like uh, from the mouth of babes, mm. like when, when kids say things that are, 
true but shouldn't be spoken. <laughs> yeah, or when kids ask questions that grown-ups know not to ask because the answers will only make you sad. Uh, <laughs> or because they will like expose a kind of a fundamental hypocrisy or flaw in, in the way the world uh, works under the society we live in that like is not a fact of the universe because they don't know that quote unquote that's how the world works they are un- unafraid to ask those sorts of questions and they they rightly intuit that the answers are bullshit <laughs> they understand fundamentally that like this thing is wrong yeah yeah indeed yeah which is why they keep pressing you for things like why 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 kids like that is in some sense a good tactic for understanding the the ways in which the world is unfair or broken is to constantly ask the question why leaving aside the the wisdom of barbarian children one thing that we start to get a sense of on this page and i think we will get a more of a sense of as we uh encounter more adem is that they have this air of cultural superiority it's not just that they believe that adam's civilization is is beautiful and unique although they do believe that they also believe that they're better than everybody else everyone who is not adam is a barbarian with all the the negative connotations that that has and they're so arrogant that they don't even hold the barbarians barbarity against them like they can't help being that way like what are you gonna do they don't know any better because there was no women to teach them. And I think we're going to learn more about what exactly that means. Yeah, it's like, because obviously there are women. It's just, what does he mean specifically? We talked about this mm-hmm. on an earlier episode about like exactly what is it yeah, that he yeah. means when he says women in this context. Yeah, because the last time he brought it up, um, it was in the context of, of I think it was Dayton saying like, you fight like a woman. And he said, yeah, I do. <laughs> Yeah, it's another little crumb for us to, you know, we've learned, we've had a big revelation about the Adem, but there's more crumbs, there's more to discover, and on the next page, we'll get another- There's a whole snack! Mystery. It's right, Jordana, you said it, Tempe is a whole snack. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I mean, he keeps in very good shape, I'm sure he is a snack. Oh, I have no doubt. Oh, yeah. So, I also think- He pulls digits. Hmm. I also think that we uh, we kind of get an interesting sense of the Adams, like kind of like what you were talking about with like that ancient Egyptian belief about the line leading from the heart to the finger. The Adam believe that not all of your emotions come from the same place. And that's how they justify, like, there are certain emotions that you just can't help yourself from expressing by laughing or crying, right? Like if you are racked with sorrow, you're going to sob and like, you can't just like, at a certain point, you can't hold in, hold it in, just like you can't hold in a belly laugh. And the Adem understand this, and culturally, they have kind of come up with an explanation for why those things are not considered rude in the same way that smiling is considered rude, which I think is very interesting. No, this it reminds me of the key hop. Um, I did taekwondo in another lifetime, and the uh, the shout that you do when you perform a strike is called a key hop and it's generating key from it then your stomach and then kind of forcing it out and it reminds me of that the idea that the energy from the stomach is is like somehow more volatile or more pure or more like uh, not it's not correct to to push it down to push it away so like many things in this book it is say it with me listeners. Verisimilitudinous. That's right. (laughs) 
and like lots of martial arts have a similar idea, right? Of like you shout when you deliver a strike. There is something like biomechanically to that, that you are like expelling this kind of explosive force of air. And like, so that has something to do with like getting more, more power behind the blow. I'm not exactly sure how it works, but like the fact that it is common to a variety of different martial disciplines kind of suggests that there is something to it. And I think that this is not exactly the same thing, but it's coming from kind of a similar place because they've recognized like, yeah, like laughing and crying. That is in some sense coming from your diaphragm. Hmm. We have a letter today. Mailbag. Actually, we have several letters all on the same subject. So I am, I am reading this letter to account for all of them. So if I didn't read your letter and you wrote in about this, I apologize. This is from Patrick, not Rothfuss who writes on page five, two, four Reynoldwood. Hello, Pagers. It is very nice to have you back in my podcast feed again. I hope you all enjoyed your hiatus. We did. On this page, Quoth tells his companions to use rental wood for their fires because it does not smoke. And you three were unsure if rental had been mentioned before. It was mentioned once in passing in Name of the Wind, but the most prominent mention is from the story Quoth tells Will and Sim about the beggar in Ferineal. When Skaop, the beggar, comes to the Edema Ra camp, he notes that their fire is small and does not smoke. The Ra explain this is because they use rental and could not find much for their fire. The semi-magical nature of this wood leads me to a slightly cracked pot. Based on nothing other than the nature of the wood, I think these trees were made by the shapers. What do you think? Thanks, Patrick, not Rothfuss. Uh, so this is another bit of like quiet world building or at least quiet culture building that Quoth knows about rental because it's a, a cultural touchstone of the Ra that they seek it out and burn it so as not to give away their movements while they are on the road. That I think that makes complete sense. Mm. Uh, you know, if you are a persecuted minority group, you don't want your persecutors to be able to find you all that easily. So it makes sense. Even if like that's not necessarily the case for, for Quoth's people in kind of the contemporary time, it makes sense to me that it would like have been a tradition that came out of a practical necessity that is now just like a, a useful tradition. And it also speaks to the the Ruz, uh, um tendency to hide important information or like to pass down important knowledge through stories. This is not the first time we've had Quoth tell a story from his childhood and we have some important information hidden inside. And it won't be the last. And then the other thing that Patrick, not Rothfuss, mentions is the idea that uh, Runnelwood is made from the Shapers. I don't know about that, but I wouldn't be surprised if it is lightly magical or if it maybe originates in Fae. Uh, there's a theory that uh, the Cathay is imprisoned in rental wood or that the that the thrice lock chest is made of rental wood. Not sure yet, but there is no real world analog for rental. So uh, could be. It is to be discovered. It also could just be that like it's just Rothfuss's word for like birch, a real wood, a real world wood that doesn't smoke that much. So Indeed. Uh, who knows? but yes, TBD. And we'll TB your D's on tomorrow's page. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> of Tempe B dime piece. Tempe B a dime piece. There we go. I did it. Boom. Did it. We'll see you tomorrow. Pagers to ta.